When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would like to thank my friend Dre on Twitter, who says, Bergman is so wrong. Venice May stories are exactly for random babble videos and Kobe statue pics. There you go, Greg. Do anything you want in stories. It disappears anyway. Look, man, it's yours. If you want to be silly on yours, Once you, you post can. the story, it goes away? After uh, 24, 24 hours. 24 hours, yeah. It's yeah. there for 24 hours, then it disappears. Yeah, but it never silly. really does, right? I don't know. I it, guess somebody could screenshot it if they yeah. wanted to. Uh, no, it goes away. You can screenshot it, but it's a video. So what is that going to do? Yeah, what's a good point? There yeah. is an option. I think you could save them. If you like a story, Like you could post it to some certain thing, and it'll be there forever. Interesting. But, By the way, is this song that is this Paul McCartney? Yes, it is. Right? Is this the song that they the, did? Like the AI? I think the AI, AI yeah, version? Yeah. Oh, re- they AI'd the Lennon part of this and they mixed vocal turn crank it up a little bit see now do you buy this as a sounds like Lennon it's definitely McCartney too I have no issue with it as long as the artist doesn't have an issue with it like Yoko was in on this deal right if she's in it and she's approved it and his family's behind it I'm okay with it yeah yeah me too if they don't want it then don't do it yeah yeah so it's uh two o'clock all the daytime we were talking about celebrity encounters uh and a bunch of them popped onto the phones uh where do you want to start uh let's go to eric in la on line two eric you're on 710 good afternoon all right guys so uh 1979 i was a freshman in eastern arizona junior college my buddy was playing for pepperdine hoops i come out to visit and uh i'm going up we're driving a pch stop at a light and johnny carson walks across the street And my grandmother, that was the only show as a kid that I got to step late to watch. So I'm like, Tony, you got to pull over, man. I got to go get an autograph. He's like, man, I heard Johnny Carson really doesn't like people to approach him like that. I said, I don't care. I only got one shot. Get out, go into the restaurant he was in, and I guess this place that he used to eat at a lot. He's got a newspaper in his hand, and I come up to him, and I said, excuse me, sir, Mr. Carson. I said, my name is Eric Griffin. Obviously, you don't know who I am, but my grandmother is a big, big fan of yours from Detroit, Michigan, and it would mean the world to me if I could get you to sign an autograph for her. He said, young man, I normally don't do this, but you approach me so nice. What's your grandmother's name? Wow. I told him, Fanny Louise Williams. He signed it. I gave it to her. She was so happy, and that was one memory I'll never forget. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, such a great ending. I thought awesome. that story was going a completely different way. Me, Eric. too. I thought it was going to go bad. I'm glad it went well. I'm glad it went well. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks that, for calling. that was very good. Did you ever meet Carson? No, but you did, didn't you? I, I know did. You, I know you met, uh, was it uh, Peter LaSalle that you worked I was for at some point with in your Peter, life? Peter LaSalle and Tom Snyder, and Johnny Carson was the other side of the room, and this was after he retired. And uh, and he, we heard the story I know, before. I know. I've told the story before. That was me. I was just goofing. I've told this story I'm like, before. I didn't press that. Yeah. I don't think I've heard this. So they go over and talk to Carson because they know Carson obviously. Yeah. I stay at the table. I'm at the corner table, and I'm just waiting for them to come back from Carson. Peter Lasalle turns to me, waves me over. So I'm like, oh my god, am I going to meet you? Get up there and. Uh, 
Peter LaSalle introduces me to Johnny Carson and says, he's going to do the same thing you do. I'm like, I am not going to do the same you, thing yeah, you, you can do. You can't set the bar any so, higher. But it was so nice. And it was weird because Carson was... This was after he retired. His hair was real shaggy. Yeah. And he had kind of a little pop belly. It's clear that he was like, I'm done. Right. I'm, I'm done, done. And nobody ever saw him again except one appearance, right? He, he went on Letterman. He went on Letterman and didn't say anything. Uh, let, he came out and like Letterman goes, our first guest is Johnny Carson. And he came out and with like a portable desk and sat it in front of him. He goes, yep. now I feel comfortable. Letterman goes... Well, I need to interview you, and I guess he left. Yeah, he left. Like he, yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. Um, well, so the, one of the great stories of all time with this is if you guys like Don Rickles and Frank Sinatra were mm -hmm. friends. Okay. Like Rickles used to open up for Frank Sinatra a lot, and one of the reasons why they got along is that Rickles did not care. He would tell Sinatra stuff to his face that other people wouldn't, and it would make Frank laugh. Right. So one day, they're in Vegas. And Sinatra was as big, maybe the most famous person in the world at that point. Yep. And he's having dinner in one corner of the restaurant, and Rickles is in there with his wife and her family, her mom and dad. Okay. So Rickles sneaks away for a second and walks over to the table. And he goes, Frank. He goes, hey, Don, how's it going? He goes, listen, I normally would never ask you to do this, but I'm having dinner with my wife and her parents. Okay. And if and her parents are like your biggest fans, right. if you could just come by the table and say hello, it would make their life. Frank goes, sure, Don. We'll do it as soon as we're done eating. So Don goes, thanks very much. He goes back to the table. And 20 minutes later, Sinatra walks over. He goes, hey, Don. He goes, Frank. We're having dinner here, and you're interrupting. Get the hell out of here. And Sinatra thought it was so funny, he just busted up laughing and laughed. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he just set him up to fail. Rickles is uh, not alive anymore, is he? No, he just passed lost away. Him. Yeah, he yeah. Thought he, I thought he did. Just lost him. Um, Let's do one more. Let's take yeah. uh, Fred in Simi Valley. Fred, good afternoon. How you doing, gentlemen? Hi, Fred. Uh, listen, uh, several years ago, I'm going to say in the mid-90s, uh, they had a re-showing of Ben-Hur and uh, at the Alex Theater in Glendale. And I took my wife, and there was practically no room. We were up in the balcony. Then she looks below and sees all these seats down below. So she goes down there, and there's a yellow, like, police tape going across an aisle. And she goes down, and she starts waving me down, and I'm going, oh, Jesus, I'm going to lose our seats. But I go down, <laughs> and there's a lady there's a lady sitting there, and I said, are these seats taken? And she said, no, only the ones here at the Yellow Wire. Everything in front of us is fine. So we get to sit there, and a whole bunch of people followed. Uh, next thing you know, um, Charlton Heston shows up. And I look behind him, me, and I see him, and I says, honey, that's, you know, we're going to see him in this film today. He's a famous actor. It turns out that it was his wife that I talked to, and at intermission, I got a chance to stand up and uh, shake his hand, say hello to him and all of that. And he was much shorter than I would have ever imagined. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, but uh, that's good that he was nice yeah, to you because a lot of nice people you. aren't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I stole a line. I always steal a line from him. I'm like, uh, you'll ha- you'll have to take this microphone from my cold dead hands. I believe he's the originator <laughs> yeah, of that. It, wasn't he an NRA? NRA, spokesman? and it was like a gun. You'll have to take it from his cold dead hands. Right. Uh, I just uh, Eric ju- uh, Ryan just texted me this story. Uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, his blunt roller has come out and done an interview. Okay. His blunt roller is somebody named Piranha. Okay. Uh, he revealed how many joints the rapper smokes per day. So first of all, let's just say, to have a personal blunt roller, that is a luxury item for sure. How many joints do you think Snoop rolls a day? Or, I'm sorry, smokes a day? Mm, I'm going to say 20. Okay, 20 is a good guess. Bergman, what do you think? Uh, 40. 40, Brian? I'm going to go 28. How does 150 joints a day strike My you? <laughs> wow. It's not just for him. Uh, well, wait. She revealed the rapper Kansas smokes half a pound of marijuana a day. That's 150 joints. Half a pound of marijuana That's a day? Insane. That's crazy. You're just living high at that point, aren't you? I mean, I, yeah. I used to play golf with a guy that was a functioning stoner. That yeah. was had a joint going at all times. That's cr- A joint or a vape? Joint, a like joint, an actual joint that he was sharing with others. Oh wow! And but he just kept going from the time we started golfing early in the morning, like six thirty in the morning, the whole round. You never take a hit off that? No, never. Because he he had like the really good stuff. Would you golf better or worse if you? Oh, would? worse. Well, any way worse. But some people, I think, better. He. he played better yeah he as the day he, he functioned on. well yeah all right so we were talking about i gave up eating in bed a while back yeah. for years i ate in bed i know so i thought you were maturing and, and you're telling me now you've gone back to it i have not but many millennials are doing it so i came across a story from the uh new york post it's from a uh polling site they surveyed two thousand adults um millennials as a generation are most likely to tuck it in with a midnight stat- snack with 40% conceding they eat in bed. 40? 40. 40% eat in bed. Can't do it. Um, by the way, and it also shows that 50% of millennials eat something right before going to sleep, whether that be something sweet or that be something savory, salty, whatever yeah. that is. That's what you shouldn't do if you're trying to lose weight. You, they say if you're trying to lose weight, don't eat anything after 7 o'clock. Now, we have uh, we have a brand new policy at the house. I found out, I found out what the new policy is this morning, okay. which is no desserts at all. Now we like at any time. At any time, no desserts. Period. End of story. This is coming done. from the guy who used to literally have DoorDash deliver donuts Correct. nightly, and now no desserts at all. Now I've well, always thought. I think you're gonna. You may win the bet. Greg, I always, what's the bet? He's got to be under one ninety five by what day? By did we say the end of the month? I think it was the end I think, of the month. Yeah, I think I'm so. one ninety two and a half right now, which is bad you, for me. Wait, I try to stay under one ninety two and a half. You were over. Oh no, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's one ninety two, and I my goal is that April first. By the end of the year, I okay. want to weigh one eighty. That's my goal. By the end of the year, one eighty. But I can get under your number easy. I can get under your number by Monday. You are under my number now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. I win. No, you've got. To, you've, we're going to weigh you on April first. Oh, okay, got it. April 1st will bring in a scale, and you have to stand on it. And if it's 195 or over, I win. And if it's under 195, Bergman wins. When you go to the doctor and they they always weigh you the very first thing, when yeah. was the last time you were at the doctor? Two months ago. Okay. And they weigh you right away, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you do you take your shoes off? 
if he asked me to. Yeah. But what about if nobody, somebody just says, get on the scale? Then I can just get on it. Oh, see, no, I take my shoes off <laughs> because I want to put the best number down All for right, my doctor. So, Greg, for this bet, then I will give you that break. Mason can do it without, he's got to leave his clothes on, but he can take his shoes off. Because okay. that's a heavy Shoes side. off. Shoes yeah. off. Okay. Done. Shoes off, I think, is fair. I think that's fair. Um, all right, tell you what. Coming up next, um, remember that NFL playoff game that was streamed back in January? Yeah. They, they paid $100 million for it. Get ready. It's going to happen again. Really? I thought they took so much heat for it, they weren't They weren't going to do it again. Details next. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Let me tell you about my buddy Jacob Emirati. So, if you... There you go. You're good. If you are injured in any kind of accident, the guy you want on your side is Jacob. I've been telling you about him for years. He's a friend of mine. He's been doing this for 25 years in this town. And one of the big things that's going on right now is, you know, you're driving out this weekend, uh, going out for the night or driving out to the desert down to San Diego, whatever it is. Bam, another car hits you. Bam. Uh, you're angry. You get frustrated. You ache a little bit. So you, what should you do at that point? The easiest thing to do is to call Jacob. Put this number in your phone, 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Now, nobody plans on being in an accident, but when it happens, you got to immediately call Jacob. He and his team are available 24-7, so no matter what time of day or night, you can call Jacob from the scene. He and his team will walk you through the process, taking photos of not just the car, but the other car too, getting witness phone numbers, a lot of other tips, so he can strengthen your case. So listen, before heading out this weekend, put Jacob's number in your phone. A lot of attorneys say they'll fight for you. Call Jacob. He'll win for you. 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. 844-24-JACOB. Or remember... Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. And don't forget to follow Jacob on Instagram and Facebook. Go to at call.jacob. Mason in Ireland, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. John, you know who this is? All right, let me hear it. I don't know, but I'll guess. Okay. Billie Eilish. No! Who is it? Justin Bieber, who turns... I didn't even get a, the sex of the Bieber, person yeah. It's a very right. young Bieber. He turns 30 <laughs> today. This, by the way, is like Bieber from when he's like 15, like 15 right? Bieber, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, this was a big Early. hit, this song. Oh, this was big, yeah. Bieber is among the probably the most three famous people we ever had in the third chair. 
Yeah, people, we got a, we got a. Huge, and you had him when he was like a big deal. Yeah, right? he was there with Selena Gomez, but he came up. He, he just kept saying, "Boom goes the dynamite." Yeah, we actually I love let that. him call the game. I love that. And he goes shoots from the right side. Boom goes the dynamite. Hey, why don't you do third chair anymore? Yeah, you should um, do it. We might bring it back, but the reason we we invented it was that the Lakers were so bad. We wanted to take the emphasis off of how bad they were and give right. people something else to listen to. And now the Lakers are kind of good again. Yeah, no. So we don't want to take anything away from the game. But if they go through a season where it looks like they're going to be like the team we played last night, right. Washington, that has nine wins, the third chair will make a triumphant return. There you go. There you go. So oh, uh, yeah, by one last thing for yeah. the broadcast last night. I was I got in my car after halftime and I was listening to you on the way in. Yeah. And Michael Thompson was explaining something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but in the middle of it, he just stopped. Mm-hmm. What happened? I'm I'm debating whether or not I'm actually going to tell you <laughs> because it will cause you to do some. Do you know the answer to this? I do know the answer to this. Oh, okay. Oh no, I think I know. <laughs> All right. He just stopped mid sentence. Uh, right. Does it have to do with sitting on the aisle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So here's the deal. <laughs> Michael <laughs> really likes to sit in the aisle. Yeah. Because he's tall and it gives him the maximum leg, leg room. room. Right. So I said, "This is a." When, two years ago, when he went to the aisle, I said, "Amanda was still here at the time," and I said, "Amanda, I think we should let him sit in the aisle," but. The problem is, is Michael's too nice to tell people to get lost and people will just walk up to him during the game and strike up a conversation with him. And Michael will take his headphones off and talk to him or they'll come up and hand him a bag of chips and he'll say, thank you. Thank you. Or he'll take pictures. I go, we've got to move him in off the rail. And Michael said, no, no, no. If you let me sit in the aisle, I promise I won't do that. And for the most part, Greg, he's been pretty good until last night. Right. Now, was that just the one time? Yeah, and there's actually, it's it's who it was that I think you might let it slide. Mm. It was Bill Sharman's granddaughter. Ah, uh, well, and I mean, come on. She said, "Can I take a picture to send to Joyce, Bill's widow?" And Michael took off his things. He goes, "Anything for Joyce, sure." And so he he's right in the middle, of, in the sentence. middle of a sentence. The girl walks up. Like, Michael on. turns off his own mic, takes yep. off his headset, takes a picture, and then rejoins the game. <laughs> which I said, and I looked at him. And I went, "You're going to get kicked out of that chair." He goes, "What's? It's Bill Sharm." And, you know, so maybe with this one slip. But if yeah. he does it again, I think you have to step in. Yes. If yeah. it, I, I talked to Funches, but because I, I heard it and I sent a yeah, text it to bad. Funches, it and was, was like, "What? Why did that happen?" And he, he said, I won't say what he you said. You couldn't hear him having a conversation, though, could you? Or could no, you? No, he turned his mic off, but it, there was dead air. There yeah. was dead he air. He was in the middle of making a point, so I was, like, looking up a note or something. He just stops talking. And, <laughs> and I look over, and he doesn't even have his headset on. And I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. The funniest part was you can hear Michael uh, Funches in the background going, he's on the air. He's on the air. <laughs> Actually, you know so what? Should, should we move him off the no, aisle to no, avoid no, that no, from no, happening? No, no, no. I'm, I'm on Team Michael. He gave uh, me – Funches told me uh, what happened, and I said, okay, this is the one – the strike, but it's only one strike. You yeah, fair. That's, you, that's fair. We'll you, tell We'll, we'll tell him – he'll be in here on Monday. Yeah. Michael will be in here on Monday. We'll tell him he's he's got to not do that. Now, anymore. you've done a couple of games since uh, – uh, your longtime stat man, Doug Mann, passed away. Yeah, who's, who's now doing your games, Nobody and what's that yet. like? No, Yeah, and we don't know if we're going to replace Doug. Uh, he's somewhat irreplaceable because he was so good at it. Um, and to be candid, mm-hmm. there's very limited space at that table. You've sat at I've that sat table. There next, and you're, I sat you're next to Doug. Yeah, you're... So we're debating whether or not we'd rather have the space than the guy. Mm. If we can't, Before, there was no debate because Doug was so good. 
but now we're debating back and forth. Oh, so God. We'll, we'll see. That must be weird. Must be weird. Yeah, it's sad. Um, all right, so this, uh, everybody got all, including me, got very pissed off when there is an NFL playoff game streaming last year on Peacock. Uh, and they paid how much? A hundred? hundred million. hundred million dollars. So but now, now, remember when Amazon took over Thursday nights? Yes. Part of their deal was if you ever stream, start streaming playoff games, mm-hmm. we get the right of first refusal. Right. So last year when they let Peacock stream a game, that activated the clause in Amazon's contract. Got it. So now Amazon's going to pay 125 to do a game next year. Well, actually CNBC saying 150 million. So even more than that, yeah. 25 million more than I thought. Yeah. So what I fear is if they're willing to pay 150 million and we already know that Peacock's willing to pay 100. Right. How long is it going to be before all the playoff games are streamed? I mean, you can't turn down that money. There's only 32 owners, so they're each pocketing. They all get the money, so they're each pocketing, what is that, three, four million every time we do it? They're not going to walk away from that, are they? God, it's just... You it's know, unnecessary it, because they make so it, much money. They make so much money. They make so much money. And now you're basically, it's like a tax on your fans. It's what like you're taxing fans like by having to get streaming services to watch playoff games. It's like my mom and your mom, and they both have significant others now. And yep. and if they want to watch the game, they don't know how to stream. I oh, mean, yeah. You can, they'll call us and we'll walk them through it. Right. But it, it's kind of unfair to your older fans. Yeah. My mom and, and not stepdad Leo don't even know it. I'll, I'll say, hey, have you watched True Detective? Did you get HBO? I don't know if we get HBO. Yeah, my mom doesn't. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think they know what they have. Goes, I don't think I get that. Yeah. And I went, you do, Mom. I, I said it Right, up and for then you. I'll go there, and it's like, yes, you do have HBO. Uh, so I do have this note, though. This is this is encouraging. The Super Bowl is apparent. It, you've always said it's ultimately going to wind up streaming? I think so, because I think somebody will overpay. They'll give them the proverbial offer they can't refuse. So it is locked up. Until 2033. The Super Bowl oh, is spoken for till 2033. On broadcast TV. On broadcast television, right, yeah. good. So it, that's not going to happen soon. But so, Bergman, you're a, you're still a complete cord cutter, right? You don't have cable. You don't have I mean, an over-the-air this, antenna, right? Nope. nope so nope, if nope. you wanted to watch Channel 2 News, yep. KCBS, okay. could you? Yeah. How? Direct TV stream. Oh, you have Direct TV stream. Yeah. So no cable, but you have the Direct TV stream. Correct. So you get local. I can get. I can get. You get local channel. channels through that. What yeah. do you pay for Direct TV stream? I don't know. It comes out of my account. Uh, That's excellent uh, financial yeah. awareness. I, was on your say I need Rocket Mortgage. You're, That's what yeah. I need. You're going places, kid. <laughs> you need, you need an accountant. Yeah, is you, what you, you need. need somebody to look into that. Yeah. Is what you need. I've actually. Do you watch local? I started watching uh, Alex on Channel Eleven. Yeah, um, I I watch great it guy. most nights. Great guy, and they're doing like super local stuff. I think I, that's uh, where I think that's where TV news has got to go. It's got to be super hyper local, right? When I because I worked at KCBS KCAL for twenty years, I still check them out over there so I can watch my friend Pat Harvey and yeah, you know, sure. Jim Hill and all those guys. But uh, but I don't watch as much as I used to. Certainly not as much as when I worked in it. Yeah, um, but. Uh, and sports has been minimized a lot in in those. It has been, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Like, does Channel Eleven even have a sports anchor now? Yeah, Kyle Kraska. Is oh, he was in San Diego yeah. when I was there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the sports guy. But I hardly ever uh, 
am there for the sports. I mean, I get right. I get plenty of the, the sports. End. Yeah, and it's the first thing that gets cut if there's a freeway chase. I mean, I'm just looking for stories about uh, the graffiti tower. What are we doing about the graffiti tower? Actually. There is a story that's happening right outside our studios that I'll ask you about next. Okay. It's an interesting ethical dilemma. That's coming up. Mason and Ireland, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah! Uh, Lakers win last night. They beat Washington. Oh, they had it in the bag all night long. Didn't they, Ireland? That Never thing a they doubt. sealed up early and Washington, no chance. Never a doubt. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and and by the way, I, I'm to the point after the game, I said we said to Beto, do oh, you think fans will be happy that they won or mad that they just squeaked by? And he goes, they'll be mad that they just squeaked by. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'll no, take, hey, take the win. I'll they, take a win anyway. And, and in context, it. they've now won, I think I've got this right, nine of 12. They've won nine of their last 12. Okay. So let me ask you guys something. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this story. Okay. Eight street vendors, those are people that sell food off their yeah. cart, yeah. So including some right outside of our studios okay. here at LA Live, were arrested this week for selling alcohol on the street. The alcohol was all seized. Now, part of me understands why the police did it. These, they're selling without a liquor license. They're not checking IDs. Right. But another part of me says, these aren't guys selling kegs. They're selling you a can of Modelo with your, right. with your burrito or whatever you're buying. They're not selling beer by the case here. Um. So I'm not sure arresting these guys who are just trying to make a living is the way to go. Um, couldn't you just either A, say, hey, you can't sell alcohol here, seize the alcohol and let them go on with their day, or B, if you want to even be a little more reasonable, you can say you're allowed to sell one can to any consumer. Nobody's getting drunk off of one can. Right. I'm just wondering if we should crack down and – and take all these guys' alcohol and throw them all in jail, like like is what happened. What do you think? Uh, well, I don't look. I don't think this is like you're going to go do hard time. Um, right, but, but I, I I understand why you can't sell alcohol on the street. Yeah, I mean you can't. I, I do don't too. think you, but, but you can't sell Modellas out the back of your trunk. I mean, well, even just, if even if you were limited to selling one can. Yeah, come on, you, you don't want to do it because how do you how do you know they're selling one? How, how, well, I mean, if they sell, if you you, I mean, just how they busted these guys this time. You go in undercover. You say. 
how many beers can I buy? They say as many as you want. You, then you say, okay. Yeah, I don't think you can. I, Greg, I don't, what do you think? Would you, uh, do, do these guys deserve to be arrested? Unfortunately, if you're selling a can, you don't know. Like you're not IDing, so it can go to a 15 year old, and then you're then you're breaking the law. Right. And also, it depends on your body weight. One beer can get somebody drunk. It's not going to get you drunk, but it right. can get a, a, somebody very small or even young drunk. So, so therefore, it's but I mean, I don't illegal. think they're selling them to to kids Riley's age. I mean, well, it, it's not. It, it's, but you. But you don't know. So that's the thing. Brian, what do you think? Arrest these guys or let them be? I don't think arresting them is necessarily yeah, no, the right course. But yeah. there's got to be something that's got to be done because, I mean, all these businesses around here, too, are probably the ones that are upset that, oh, Correct. The alcohol yeah. sales now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't think a guy with his cart selling churros and popsicles is putting Mastro's out of business, right? No. No. No, popsicles... <laughs> And no, no, it's not about no, putting them out of business. I, I look. I think you should. First of all, let me just point something out. You know how you see all those hot dog uh, vendors? Yeah. Everybody's cooking the hot. Yeah. Do you realize that they're all part of one syndicate? No. Yeah. It's it's one company that operates all of the uh, the hot dog so stands that what, you see. What I am assuming, and that it's just some individual proprietor trying to get by, is probably not true. That lady is working for somebody selling hot dogs, and the cart next to her is working for the same guy in the same. So it's like a there you go. Maybe it's that, like a cartel. Yeah, maybe that's why. Exactly. I had a friend. We went to the Kings game, and he didn't tip them. And I said, like, you got to go tip them. That this money doesn't go to them. If you want to actually, the money that they make is maybe they get paid a little bit, but yeah. that, the tip money, that's what they keep. That's By how the way, they make their money. By the way, ever since we brought up you tipping the other day, I keep noticing anytime you do anything electronic now, they ask for a tip. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it could be like you could be renewing your li- your you license at the it. DMV and they'll ask. You no, don't you don't to, have but, to give it, but they ask for yeah, it. Yeah, and they f- you feel like a jackass if you don't. Well, it just depends what it is. Like If they you're, show at, if you you're the, at the DMV, don't tip because they're crazy. They show you the little screen yeah. and that you you can go... 10%, 15%, 19%, 0%. Well, down you feel Starbucks, like a jackass. Well, the other thing is, yeah, the Starbucks ones, one, two, three. I got a coffee yesterday, small coffee, like two fifty. One dollar, two dollars, three dollars. I'm not going to tip more, tip more than zero. what you Don't, paid for the thing. You well, you know what's interesting too, Greg, is the restaurants in Manhattan Beach now all have this electronic handheld thing. Oh, yeah, so sure. So at the end of the meal, you, instead of giving them a credit card and they run back, she just pulls this thing out of her pocket and then... While she's standing in front of me, I have to hit, Do I am I tipping 10, 15, 20, or 25? So I'm always, I normally tip 20. Yeah. But when you're standing right over you, you feel like a real jerk if you don't tip Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. So it's all part of a bigger game. I oh, think. yeah. We live in this crazy tip culture. So, John, it is a National Day of Unplugging. It's the longest you could go completely unplugged. No computer, no phone, no internet. It's a great question. I'm going to say, when I went to China with mm-hmm. the Lakers, I pretty much unplugged. Because they were restricting what you could do anyway, Yeah, right? then I got a VPN and was back in the game. <laughs> but um, I- Could I you do it for one day? One day. I was just going to say- No computer, no phone, no nothing. Yeah, I can give you a day. But after that one day, I think I'd be- a little stir crazy. You could, I think, go longer than me because you can. have. I actually have gone longer. I've yeah. gone, I, I've gone a maximum of four days with no computer. My favorite no story phone. about this is Mason oh, used to always say, uh, "I'm one zero time. dark, zero dark, Mason. zero this dark not, Mason." This is not the one time it happened. So Mason, one time. makes a huge deal about it. it. Goes, 
up and he goes, he goes, I'm disconnecting. You can try and call me. You can try and text me. You can try and email me. I will not look at it until next week. I not go, the same story. You're uh, dark, Mason. And, and I said, there's no way. And he goes, I swear, try me. So I tell this story in the air when Ramona is filling in for Mason. And she goes, I just made a fantasy baseball trade with him 10 minutes ago. And so you didn't, you but were I mean, completely it was, lying. It, you you I were was, basically Kaplan. I was in contention. You were just making stuff up. No, I was in contention yeah. in that league that year. Yeah. So he uh, never went dark at all, Greg. No, no, there was zero dark, nothing. You know what I think? We're, I think my, I'm going to drag everybody into this. I, have you ever, when you were with your mom. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself looking at your phone while she's looking at her phone? I don't think so. Okay, so this happens all the time. So I, I'm out to the desert this week. Normally, weekend. when I go to my mom's house, I just throw my phone in the corner and give her my undivided attention. So coming up on this weekend, I'm going to be out in Palm Desert and see my mom and not stepdad Leo. Now, I the last time I was there, mm-hmm. it was me, Juan, mom, not stepdad Leo. And we were sitting there together, which is nice, right? Yeah. You all get together. Is everybody like at their Everybody phone? has their own device going on. It's like I'm spending time with my mom and she's playing friggin' Candy Crush. It's like it, you, you're not even present for each other anymore. So I think we're going to do that phone stacking thing tomorrow when we get there. And then we'll take everybody's phone, stack them up. Now we're going to have a conversation. Now I like we're going to talk. Yeah, I like you it. You do it at restaurants. The first person that touches has to play you the whole bill. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good rule. That's, that's a good rule. Yeah. First person to reach for their phone has to pay for all of it. And by the way, I can go for a very long time without my phone. I go up to a camp in Northern California and no Wi-Fi, no nothing. I'm there for weeks and it's great. For I weeks? love it. I love it. Weeks? Multiple weeks? Multiple weeks, yes. And mm-hmm. I will go there. I, I, used to, I go for a week at most years, yeah. but I've gone for two weeks, four weeks. Yeah, it's great. So have could you-, you do this? My friend Kara who talks more than me, okay? okay. I mean, she, like, never stops talking like I don't. I mean, her and I, if you get us at the same dinner, nobody else is talking. Got it. She goes to a camp every year, Greg. Yeah. Where you're not allowed to speak for a week. I can't You cannot that. speak to another human. It's a silence camp. Mm-hmm. Could you do that? No. No, I can't do that. I don't think I could either. I've done it for two days. I did it for two days a number of years back. Was there any payoff to it? Well, it was it was interesting because it was the day it was uh, December the thirtieth, December the thirty first, and then at midnight you were allowed to talk. So you you were silent for two days leading up to the new the year. The funny thing and is, I'm assuming this was the case with you. At least it is with her. You got to pay a lot of money to go to this camp. It was it was not a cheap. So thing. you're paying money to not talk. Yes. Couldn't you just do that without paying money? Now, Bergman, could you do that? Could you do multiple days without talking? Without, by getting paid? It's like No, like a silent retreat situation. I mean, if I had to do it and it was something that I was going to go do, yes, I, pop, I absolutely can. Yeah. I, I go quiet for long periods of time just in general. I so actually, I do too. That's why yeah. I don't respond to your text messages after nine <laughs> that's o'clock. That's a text. That's that's not a that's not a. No, but I don't. I don't want that's to be communicated. I don't want anybody talking. to communicate with me when it's when it's evening times. Just turn your phone off then. I, no, it, it doesn't have to be off. Just don't text me. Can I not have? Uh, you know how do you what put do, your silence notifications button on? Carlo, I, I know look, there's look, a way to do it. Carlo just from our social media, and go focus. And then it's now on Do Not Disturb. Nothing comes. And to you, you won't get any that's text. It. That's all you got to do. It's that's what I'm. Do gonna, not disturb. So from now that's on, it. when you text me at night, just know I'm not paying attention because you. my 
My silence notifications thing is on. Well, look, our our group chat, you don't respond. Ireland, every once in a while, it responds. Brian just puts a heart on things. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 I saw it. I liked it. But, so, so that means I, you're the no only one chatting. Yeah, so I stopped because it's worthless. Laura will talk to me every once in a while. Laura does. Laura does. will chime in. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, pretty but good. For the most part, nobody talks. So what the hell's the point? Well, I think I think we should keep the group chat going. For what? For, Let's see. I want to look at it. For like, daytime. When was, yeah, when was, was the last time? Was the last actually... time? It's, uh, it's listed as Mason and Ireland show on my phone. Let's see who's who's actually Think, contributing okay, well, anything meaningful. Then, Laura wrote something on Wednesday at 9.51 a.m. Nobody responded. <laughs> <laughs> What'd she write? She wrote, oh, man, maybe Mason's right. Sports Center on Instagram, another gift for Super Bowl champion. It's a Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Nobody Swift responded. Story, yeah. I didn't have that time was to Wednesday. read it. I had no time to read oh, that. Oh, that's the thing where she was making Pop-Tarts, homemade Pop-Tarts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Homemade Pop-Tarts. There was one on Tuesday. Hey, by the way, that could keep her around till June 1st. The homemade Pop-Tarts. I, I got a fighting chance now. I came across this this nugget. This is one of the reasons. Mason and I have a bet. I, I say Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will still be dating as of June 1st. Mason says they will break up in the next two months. So I came across this. Actually, the next three months. This note. This is from Travis Kelsey's dad. He said, this is when he fell in love with Taylor Swift. The dad did. Yeah. I'll tell you something very special I noticed about Taylor the first time I met her. We're sitting in the suite. She gets up, and in the front of the room, she gets up to get a drink and or something, and she starts picking up all the empty bottles, cans, plates that are scattered around, because in the suites, everybody gets stuff and empties it down. I'm thinking, I don't think she got the diva memo. She was actually cleaning up the suite for everybody else. Well, I've told this story before. She, years ago, had a contest with her listeners, mm -hmm. and she invited 10 listeners over to her house, Yep, and they all slept over, and she made them cookies. Like, wow. Like, she didn't have a staff do it. She did it, and she, like, set up the living room to do, like, a big sleepover. You could do that. You could do a big listener right. sleepover. Yeah, if it were any other day. I would consider the listener it. sleepover. I would, I would consider it. I, How about a jacuzzi party at your house yeah, where all no the listeners jacuzzi, get in? No jacuzzi party at my house. That's not happening. We can do it at my house. I have a bigger jacuzzi than you. You have a, you have a, a jacuzzi. I've got a. Well, you've got a, a hot tub. No, yeah. I've got a hot tub. You've got a jacuzzi. I've got That's an in-ground thing. Yeah. 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 See, but because you are okay with it. It doesn't make it fun anymore. Right, it's not right. fun. Yeah. Trying to get into Masons is a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. But you're very nice for allowing everyone in. Yeah, everybody uh, yeah. Go, anybody go to wants John's to come house. on by. If there's you know, any the other hell? night. Mo I, does too. She says, come on over. She's all the way out there. Yeah. I've no I've I've never been to Momo's it's house. A really nice house. Is it nice? It is I, a really nice I'm house. waiting for the invite. She's like in Chatsworth, right? Is she in Chatsworth? Yeah. Somebody yeah. thinks she's out there. I know that you know what Chatsworth is known for. Uh is that the is it porn? Capital of the world? Yeah. yeah, porn. Adult film industry capital of the world. Correct. Yeah, they there do a go. lot of that there. I don't Van think there's Ice. any of that going Van on Ice at Momo's. Is also a good spot, there is you it go. not? Van Nuys? I think Blue so. Blueface lives across the street from her. That's right. Oh, that's Blueface. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good to know. Uh, all right, coming up next, going to do some What's Up, Fool. Brian's got stuff. Bergman's got stuff. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN. Thanks, Morales. All right, did you know that the Dynasty came out, the documentary on the on the Patriots? Have you guys watched any of these? No, no I have not. I have not, not watched. They are I hate the Patriots. Fantastic. Okay, I'm are glad they? that you said that. Fantastic. Not good. Great. Okay. What channel? I'm, what, I'm what streaming Apple. service? Apple. Okay. I'm glad you said that. So, a guy named Michael Hurley who works for WBZ. It's a CBS station in Boston. In Boston, right? In Boston, said that he noticed something in the Dynasty. 
they took a 2009 Bleacher Report blog and made it look like it was a real newspaper column in the actual documentary. Mm. So he's found the original use of the real newspaper and also the original Bleacher Report article. So one of this, there's a Bleacher Report article that says, Matt Castle proves Tom Brady is a system quarterback. In the show, they created a... They took that article and put it on a newspaper. The real newspaper said Brady or Bledsoe, no answer yet. So they changed the whole completely thing. Completely changed it, Completely yeah. changed it for that. Now, does this change your opinion on the dynasty? No. It's the, Here's the thing that I like it's about it. It's all fake. It. But here's the thing that I like about it. <laughs> you can't say it's all fake based on that one thing. Apparently there's more. I just talked about this one situation, but apparently there's more. Okay. They, I don't, I, I think... Jonathan and Robert Kraft are in cahoots with the producers of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Ron Howard is one of the producers. Um, and because the Crafts are behind it, everybody is in it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Belichick, McDaniels, Brady. This last episode last week, Randy Moss shows up. Mm. And he, and Brady is super salty. Belichick's salty. Uh Everybody is Rodney Harrison just popped into it. I, I, there's uh, one of the guys who works in the Laker PR department, Chris McGean, used to work in PR for the Patriots. And so, Chris and I have been talking about how blown away we are at how candid and how good the access is. I, I can't think of anybody they didn't get. I mean, every time you think, well, that guy would never come on, he had a bad experience, and there he is, he pops right up. Um, Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, they're all in it. Do and they talk about the bad stuff? They talk about Deflate the whole, Gate. The whole thing Spygate. was the whole thing the whole last episode was Spygate. And Belichick, so here's a here's a great line from it. Kraft went to Belichick and goes, Did you do this? He goes, Yeah, we did it. He goes, How much of an advantage is it giving you on a scale of one to a hundred? And Belichick goes, Robert. You and I could go sit in the stands right now and look at their signals. All we did was videotape them, right? We could go sit outside right now at any NFL game and watch these guys signal. We just took pictures of it. Wait, weren't they at practice and stuff? No, it was at games. It was only at games? Yeah, it was at games. So he was kind of doing what Michigan does. Right. And Robert Kraft goes, so how much of his advantage does that give? He goes, well, they can see what we're doing. It's like 1%. He goes, you did all this for 1%? You're a schmuck. He said to Belichick. Yeah, right. And Belichick like doesn't understand why this is such a big deal because he said anybody could have done this. And and then somebody points out, I think it was Armin Katayan, points out to him, yeah, but it says specifically here, after they sent a memo out that said you can't record teams on the sidelines, you guys blatantly did it after the memo came out. You don't understand why that's a problem? And Belichick goes, frankly, no, because everybody's doing it out in the open. I, I think this was they made a way. So Belichick doesn't think he did anything wrong. But everybody else is killing him. See, my problem is... And Brady, by the way, is super candid. He's cussing the whole time. It's great. So, I think you guys... Even, even if I hate the Patriots and I'm so like, sick of them like and it. hated their run and all that, I just... I'm going to like this? I think you will. Because the Patriots don't necessarily come off great. And apparently there's also a story that Brandon Lloyd tells, who was a wide receiver for the Patriots at the time, about Brady snapping at Aaron Hernandez in practice and... Brady screaming at practice, it's not actually, you can, don't know if it's actually at Aaron Hernandez. He's just yelling in practice. So they're actually, they're taking they're, some liberties. They're taking some liberties, making it seem I, what they want. I, I got a homework assignment for all you guys. 
watch if you, even if you're only going to watch one, you don't you don't have to watch these in order. Watch episode four, the one where Randy Moss shows up. Here's another great story from it. Randy Moss is in a club with his boys. Okay, it's like ten o'clock on a Saturday night. Right. Phone rings. Mm-hmm. Randy is Bill Belichick. Randy says, "Get the f out of here." I'm not an idiot. Hangs up on him. Belichick calls back. Randy, this is Bill Belichick. We have traded for you. And before you hang up, I need you at the facility at 10 o'clock tomorrow or the trade is off. And Belichick hangs up. Mm. And Randy Moss looks at his boys and says, boys, we got to get out of here. We're going to Boston right now. Wow. And they went up there and that was the beginning of Moss. And they there were games where Brady would say to Moss, Look, just the Super Bowl you were at. Yeah, yeah, people, 2018. People yeah. forget when David Tyree made that great catch yep. and then the Giants Oh, go, that one, yeah. The yeah, yeah, Giants yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. The Patriots still had a couple of plays to tie it. They just needed to get into field goal range to tie it. And he says to Moss, look, ignore everything in the playbook. Just run right past all those dudes. I'm going to throw it as far as I can. Go get it. Moss goes, got it. Gets into the huddle, and they have a slow-mo of it. And it is off the end of his mm. fingertips, barely. Mm. And the Giants hang on. But he almost caught that, or it would have been, they, that was the undefeated season. They right, have, yeah. But I think you guys will like it. Watch episode four, and then next week okay. we'll talk about it. But right. I think you guys will really like That's it. That's a I'm homework glad you, assignment. I'm glad there. you brought that up, Greg. Yeah. Is, uh, Greg, you'll like it. It's really and good. And by the way, an artistic license is super common in all documentaries, especially but if- that's not a documentary then. Sure it is. There, there are, There is artistic license in documentaries. If then it's not real. The whole point of a documentary is to tell a true story of something well, that's- Well, by the way, it's your story. It's not to tell the, tr- the Did true you guys story. Know that That's a pointless when, thing. When Parcells left the Patriots, he left because he didn't like Kraft. Really? I'd never heard that before. No. In the doc, he says, "Well, they took the draft away from me." Right. And then I said, and any and he, and he, talking specifically about Kraft, Parcells, who Kraft asked to be in the doc, right. he goes, "The Krafts don't know anything about football. They're not football people. They're going to do the draft, and I'm going to be left out of that." Screw that! I'm not working for them. I'm leaving. Right, and he left. Yeah, Wait, there's so a bunch. There's a bunch of stuff in there. You'll find out you didn't yeah. know. That's pretty cool. But so you're telling me that documentaries aren't real then? Well, well I'm do- not telling you that a lot of documentaries take artistic. Documentaries license. are about a point of view, and it's whose point of view is it? This so is clearly you, Bob Kraft's point of view. Every documentary is is point of view. But this isn't really craft friendly. You'll see. It's not craft friendly. It doesn't it, have him crawling around the floor of a massage parlor, does it? It hasn't gotten to that point know, yet. All right. Like if I'm going to watch a documentary on someone, I'm I'm assuming that this is don't. someone or something. Don't. It's supposed to be like don't okay, assume that. Then why do so many people? Oh, I saw this documentary and it's this. Now I changed my opinion on this. Well, if it's the fake, best, then why Greg, am I doing the it? The best documentaries are when they give everybody participating the license to tell the truth. And they have done that here. Now, the stuff you're talking about is like the, the semantic stuff is it could be wrong, but I think you'll find this doc is not it's not rated G. It's an R. Mm-hmm. And it's good. Just because they curse, that's not going to make it no, better no. for me. They, it's honest. But I mean, Greg, let, so what was the uh, Lakers doc that came out last March? Uh, last well, the Hulu yeah. doc by the, Antoine Fuqua was the one produced by Jeannie and Linda. That right. was the Lakers was perspective. One. Right. See, now I don't believe they that They call one. me magic. Was magic that's magic's point of view. And Adam McKay's thing, Showtime, so, was Adam McKay's interpretation point of, view. of Adam, Jeff Perlman's book. Okay, well, that's different, though. Winning Time was 
not saying there was a documentary. Correct. It was. It was a. It was a story. A story. It was a narrative story. Yeah. I appreciated it. Watch one episode. I know it's not real. Dynasty. But I think you'll. By the way, because that one little wrinkle is there, you don't believe in it. Multiple. That was just one story that I told you that I saw. There was other in the comments. There's more of them. Like this. All I know is that if I'm going to watch a documentary and make an opinion based off of that documentary, I want it to be real. Don't. Don't expect then, it to be no real. There's no point to a documentary then. Do, they're always right, about Greg, point of view. Don't watch it. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, Bergman yeah. doesn't believe in documentaries well, anymore. Not anymore. You're done you with documentaries. documentaries. They're about points, point of view. I feel like when I was eight years old and I found out wrestling was fake, I never watched again. Uh, do you ever read an autobiography? No. Full of crap. It probably is. Because Full it's of that garbage. Perspective. Because it's the their point, point of, of view. But if you read a biography, something somebody else wrote about them, that's the one you trust. Okay, so Don't trust, trust the, the, the... It's all about point of view. Okay. All right. Then I'll watch the... Bi- I'll read the biography. There you did go. we just do a Yeah, one, don't read the autobiography. Did we do a one-topic... Um, <laughs> no, Brian's got... There, there was multiple... There was multiple like, right, things Brian, what in do you there. got? Do one, Mark. What What's up, Phil? One for you guys here. So I saw the Phillies... Are going to get rid of their uh, dollar dog and go to buy one get one for the promotional nights only because the dollar dog people were throwing hot dogs in the stands. Mm. So my question here is: Have you guys ever had a food fight? A food fight? Oh, I I was in a fraternity at UCLA. It would literally if somebody threw even a roll, like mm-hmm. if you did something to me, like you just beat me in basketball, yeah. and I would take a roll and throw it across the table and hit you. Everybody would fly out of the chairs because they knew what was coming yeah, next. Yeah, and because you had a pledge class, the pledges would all have to clean it up. The pledges would have to. Clean I had to it clean up, up like right. after like three or four food fights, and yeah. it was all. Yeah, they're great, Brian. They are really fun, uh, but I wouldn't recommend doing it if you don't live in a fraternity. No, no, in a fraternity <laughs> house, anything goes. You're listening yeah. to KSPN Los Angeles, a good karma brand station. All right, uh, is that? And, is and that by the way, the, the hot dog thing was interesting because they said we want to make it. Uh, more palatable to all consumers, and basically they're doing it because they can make more money. You know, well, right. it's, it's a bogo. Get one free, right. isn't it? Kind of a wash. So it's buy two for five dollars. So it's two fifty per. And it used to be buy as many hot dogs as you want for, for a, a dollar. No limit. Yeah. No yeah. limit. So oh. imagine you get ten hot dogs. It's the same it's reason Mace, they, they finally eliminated dime beer nights. It just got too we hard. Had di- to we had dime beer night at the Toledo Mudhens. I'm telling you, that was a raucous place. They had, eventually they did it for a bunch of years, and eventually they said uh, sales cut off after the second inning. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> dime beer sales end at uh, at the second inning. Yeah, but this is it's also in Philly, so Philly fans are crazy, and so now that they're not getting their dollar dollar um, hot dogs. They're going to just throw their free one at this time. They're going to be upset and throw the $2.50 one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop it's the uh, stop. dogs flying. No, no, no. absolutely it not. Won't. not. It's still such a – by the way, that's a really good deal. How much is a dog at Dodger Stadium? Oh, like $75. $9 something? Yeah, something like, like, like bucks, nine, yeah. A Dodger dog is like $9, ketchup, something like that. The onions, yeah, they charge it for, for extra <laughs> for relish. I mean, right. it's crazy napkins. over there. Yeah. Oh, no, two napkins. Whew. Yeah, no, napkins lights out. All right, uh, there you have that. There's your What's Up Fool. Uh, coming up next for you, John, they're finally going to do away with the stupidest thing in the NFL. Do you know what it is? I have a feeling. Explain it next. Mason, Ireland, 710 ESPN.